Thanks for watching this episode of Turning to Him. I invite you to just take a few seconds right now at the beginning and subscribe to this channel so that you can get more videos like this in your feed. Thanks again. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Turning to Him. My name is Zach Batty, and I am here with Rachel Woodbury. Rachel, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. Doing very well. Thanks so much for joining us this evening. Happy to be here. Um, let's just get right into it. Tell us a little bit about yourself. So I'm Rachel Woodbury. I am from Ogden, Utah, um, but I've been living in Heber for the last four years with my husband, and I have a little um, 15-month-old girl named Ella, and she is just the light of our lives. We love her. <laughs> she's just, she's so spunky and energetic, and she's so smart. We, she's just the best. And so my husband owns and runs a jewelry store in Park City, Woodbury Jewelers, and he does that with his business partner, and I um, every once in a while, I'll work at the shop we have here in Heber City, and I help make the silver jewelry. I used to do that full time before becoming a mom. So that's, yeah, that's a skill I do have as well. Okay. How did you get into jewelry making? My husband, but I did take a class when, we, when I was dating him. Um, I knew that that was something he wanted to do for a career. And I was studying art for my major. And there was a jewelry class that was available and it fulfilled one of my required classes. So I took it and I really liked it. And eventually I started working as like a social media manager for um, one of the jewelry businesses. And that led to me being further interested in it. And I wanted to learn how to make the jewelry. So I learned how to make charms and necklaces and earrings and things like that and loved it. That is so cool. You don't meet a lot of people who are skilled jewelry makers. I do. That's pretty neat. That's no, I'm somewhat of a jewelry snob now. So. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's a, a, a risk of the job. Yeah. That's funny. That's very funny. Um, my wife and I got into a discussion the other day about natural diamonds versus laboratory diamonds. And I, although I don't know if you're a gemist or, or just a jeweler, is there a lot of crossover there? So gemologists, they have a knowledge of all the different stones, the hardness, um, what pieces they work best in. My husband is studying that. He's about to take a colored stone course. Him, his dad is like a full-on gemologist. He knows everything. Um, my husband's specialty is actually designing it. So I don't know if you're familiar with the CAD programs. He mm. will design jewelry on the computer and then we 3D print it. Really? Yeah, so that's how that's the modern way of doing jewelry now. And then like people like me, and I mean I do more of the, like the simple stuff, but we have a couple other jewelries that will like set the stones and you know finish it and make it look pretty. That is so yeah. Cool. I didn't know that we were 3D printing jewelry now. Yeah. Man, I love being alive right now. It's cool. Okay. Tell us about um the experience that you wanted to share. Just give us a quick yeah. So I guess I'll put a trigger warning out there first. We will be talking about miscarriages, pregnancy loss. Um, but my husband and I, we waited a while to have kids. We just wanted to really get to know each other as a couple and 
travel a little bit. Um, but once we started trying to have a baby, it took longer than we thought it would. And I know there's many couples that struggle for a lot longer with this, but I was almost 30 and I was a little concerned that I was, um, it had been like 10 months of trying and nothing was happening. I had seen a doctor and eventually after over, it was 10, almost 11 months, I got pregnant and we were so excited. And so for the next three weeks, um, I was just so excited. I was thinking of baby names and, you know, what we're going to do, had just all these plans we were starting to make. And I was at work and I noticed I, there was some bleeding and I got home and I'm obviously, I immediately knew something was wrong. And I called my mom and I told her my symptoms and She's like, yeah, it sounds like you're having a miscarriage. And I was only six and a half weeks at the time. And I, the recovery um, wasn't too difficult, but obviously emotionally, like it just rocked my world. And it was also really close to Thanksgiving at the time when this happened. So I was going through this and at the same time, I know I'm breathing this, I'm, but at the same time this happened, I remember President Nelson, he put out a social media challenge to put something you're thankful for every day. And I was thinking like, and I'd already started doing this, um, but I remember like seeing a lot of people, there was one account in particular, a very well-known LDS account. And she was just kind of like almost making fun of this, like, you know, you have to realize that other people, they don't have these things you're thankful for and you've got to be sensitive to them. And it's almost like a slap in the face to them to post these things you're thankful for every day. And I know for me, like I, even though when I was going through this, this hard time, I still, it almost forced me to like think of things I was still grateful for. And I remember when the, the night the miscarriage happened, I got a priesthood blessing from my husband and in it, um, one of the first things said in the blessing was it's okay to be happy still. And I'm like, what kind of, what is that? Why am I, so, I don't, I don't feel happy right now. And, but you know, despite what I was going through, you're going to feel happy again. And you don't need to feel guilty about that. It's okay to, you know, eventually find happiness even during this time. And, but I listened to that and I tried to, just go on and we were just going to keep trying and not let it destroy us. Um, so, and there's a quote in particularly that I wanted to share that kind of goes along with this. It's by Diederich Uchtdorf and it says, instead of being thankful for things, we should, should focus on being thankful in our circumstances, whatever they may be. And so he talked about having a spirit of gratitude, no matter what we're going through. And so I remember that when I was going through this, when I was still trying to find things to be grateful every day, I recognized that even though I had had this pregnancy loss, I recognized that at least I knew I could get pregnant. Um, I had the opportunity of carrying that baby, even though it was a short time. Um, it, it brought me so much joy for that three weeks. And I was grateful for that. And it brought me and my husband closer together and it just helped me recognize. It really helped me understand the atonement more. Um, just that 
the Lord knew specifically what I was going through then, and it really helped me turn to him more. Um, and so it's just almost, it was almost, I don't want to say blessing because, but it helped me to just, I think, draw closer to the Lord in a way I hadn't before. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think sometimes we're hesitant to use the term blessing. Yeah. Uh, things like this, but certainly um, it's an experience that we can learn from. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that is something that God intentionally put us in, or maybe it's just something that he allowed happen to us. Yeah. No, who knows? We probably mm -hmm. won't know that until the end, until the next life. But yeah. it's certainly something that we can learn from, and that in and of itself is a blessing. Mm -hmm. So now let me go back and, and get some more experience. So um, you mentioned that you were about 30 years old. So did you get married a little bit later, or did you, you and your husband just wait uh, longer to decide to have kids? I was 25, almost 26 when I got married, and I was 28, almost 29 when this happened. Okay. So we just about three and a half years, I think, before we started trying. Okay. Yeah. Was there any indication in maybe your parents or your sisters or anything that you might have trouble getting pregnant? So my mom, she she's like a rabbit. She's like she had no problem. She, so I have six brothers and sisters, and she's like, <laughs> it never took me more than two months to get pregnant. And so she was like, I don't know, Rachel, like. I would see a doctor if I were you. I'm like, mom, it says most people, it can take up a year to conceive. Like, I'm not worried. But she kept like saying things like that. And I started like feeling like, like something was wrong with me because she had such an easy time. And I had friends and family that had an easy time. And okay, it was my experience. So you're, so you're feeling some external pressure here a little bit. Yeah. Of, oh my gosh, something's wrong with me. I'm, I'm so and I think you said something almost in passing, but I think it's worth spending some time on. You know, you said that you tried for about a you and your husband tried for about a year. And you said that a lot of people, you know, have have tried for a lot longer than that. Yeah. And I think it's important to pause and say that, yeah, there are probably people who have tried a lot longer than that. Uh -huh. and, but but that doesn't minimize the feelings that you were having. Yeah. It's not about the length of time. It's about the, the pressure and the anguish and that kind of stuff. And, and we, you can have that in common with anybody. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I don't want, I don't necessarily want to get hung up on, Oh, it only took you this number of months. Oh, she doesn't yeah. know. It took me 10 years. She doesn't know what she's talking about. Well, yeah. it's still tough. It's still extremely tough. No, I love that you brought that up because that is something that I really have um, thought about a lot. I remember like specifically during COVID, I started to get a lot of anxiety and depression because I just being home all day with just recognizing like, how is this going to affect our jobs? How is this going to affect our living situation? Like, what are we doing? And I recognized other people were sick. Other people had lost a lot more. Like we had savings, but it, and my sister told me like, you know what? Everyone has trials. We can't compare ourselves to other people. So I'm my daughter's running around the background. Right. <laughs> um, because right. your feelings are valid. Your experiences matter. And it's it's your trial. And it's it's okay you're, that you feel sad. It's okay to have feelings. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think, I mean, you want to talk about blessings. Thank goodness there are people out there who have had 
whether it's on the calendar or whether the bank account or whatever, have had measurably more difficult times than you have, because then they can turn around and help. They can say, hey, I know what you're going through, or at least I, I have an idea of what you're going through. Yeah. Let, let me be a mentor. Let me help out. Let me tell you what helped me get through it. So, exactly. okay. So anyway, so um, you're feeling a lot of pressure from, from your mom and maybe some friends and stuff of, okay, yes. something's, something's wrong. Mm-hmm. What did you do to get through that? Um, well, I just, I think, I just had to recognize that, you know, this is my experience is different from theirs and it's okay. I'm okay if I don't have as many kids as other people. Like I'm, I'm just, and at this point I was just content with whatever happens happens, even though like every month as it wasn't happening, it was hard, but there was also like, there were people in my life that I don't even know if they realized that I was going through this, but I knew that they were inspired in particular. I had this amazing ministering sister and she didn't know I was going through this, but I remember on really hard days when I was like, she would come over with a treat or something. Or I remember on mother's day, like I was obviously you can imagine I'd be having a hard time with that. And she brought over flowers and I hadn't told her what I was going through that I was having a hard day. And, and it's just cool that the Lord was able to put these people in my life to help me when, and that just assigned to me that, you know, God does answer prayers for other people. Yeah. That's fantastic. Okay. So you and your husband finally conceive. Yeah. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Three weeks later, you have a miscarriage. Yeah. Um, tell me about the blessing that you received. Yeah. So I remember I called my husband and he had to close the jewelry store, come home early. And he just sat with me and I, he gave me a blessing that night and, and it just said like, and it was actually a lot like sometimes when I ask for a blessing of comfort, I get that with this blessing, it wasn't necessarily like the most comforting blessing. And it, it was just like, you know, like the Lord knows what you're going through and this is hard, but like you it would talk about how I will, I would be a mother that I, my chance would come. And obviously this was a hard time, but it's okay to be happy right now. And, and my husband, like, he just felt really strongly that, you know, we just move on and um, obviously we could grieve that loss, but that we should go forward with faith. And that night he took me out to dinner. He let, he, I love arts and crafts. He took me to Michael's, Michael let me buy whatever I wanted. And, and the next day, um, cause all I wanted to do at this point was just sit and stare at a wall all day and try not to cry. And so my sure. mother-in-law took me shopping and people were just trying to keep me busy and I'm grateful for that. Sure. <laughs> guess, sure. Um, but like a couple months, like obviously it took another five months until I got pregnant again. And every day of that, I, I mean, I thought about it every day, that loss. And there were days where I really just thought how unfair it was, but I just kept remembering that blessing that I got that I would be a mother, that that was something the Lord was promising me. And at least I knew that it was possible for me to get pregnant. And I just, I just had to really trust in him and just gave me the courage to keep going. 
Yeah. Rachel, what did you learn in this? I mean, you, you mentioned that in the blessing, um, you received counsel and guidance that it was okay to be happy. Yeah. Talk to me about um, being okay with being happy, but still going through the mourning process. Yeah. Learn about that. So I just recognized that there was still so much of my life's good in my life still that I had a very supportive, loving family. I had all these nieces and nephews to love on. <laughs> it's sweet. I have this little dog. He's a schnug. He's a schnauzer pug mix. And I, he always knows when I'm sad. <laughs> so he would just come over and just sit on my lap and give me kisses. And I remember there was one day, it was in January. It was a couple months after this event. And I was just out there playing in the snow with him. And I just felt like perfectly happy. And I was like, why do I feel so happy right now? Like I've gone through this, like I'm still not pregnant again. Like, but I just felt this like overwhelming happiness at that time, just sitting there, this beautiful, this Hebrew is beautiful. And I was out there by this frozen pond with my dog, just playing around and just feeling so, just feeling so loved by Heavenly Father. And I just felt like I was going to be okay. Hmm. That's, what is it? It was a special moment for me yeah the peace that passeth understanding exactly mine okay um you mentioned that you get pregnant again yeah uh, actually um was it difficult to get pregnant the second time um it i mean it didn't take as long it took about half the time but still those five months were you know it was hard and and I remember, like, I would ask my husband, like, aren't you as sad? Like, and I remember him telling me, like, he had to be strong for me. Like, and I'm like, it's okay for you to be sad too. But um, he recognized, you know, this was my body. I was the one going through it. And he was just trying to be supportive and helpful for me. And and I don't know how he was that strong through it all, but he was. Yeah. So during that pregnancy, you mentioned that there were some feelings of anger, you know, like this, this wasn't fair. Why did I have to go through this? Mm -hmm. What helped you keep that anger from swallowing you? Um, I think just, I know it's just the Sunday school answer, but just prayer. Um, I would feel this way and I would just pray and, um, the peace didn't always come right away, but and just listening to good music and just talking to people in my life about it and just recognizing that it was okay to feel those things, but to not let it consume me. That's such an interesting idea that uh, giving yourself permission to feel those feelings yeah. and the experience, but it sounds like you consciously made a decision. Yeah. I'm going to fill my life with things mm -hmm. that, will, that will bring me closer to Christ as opposed yeah. to, I'm just going to sit in this emotional river and go wherever it takes me. Yeah. I also had like the nicest doctor. <laughs> like, um, I don't know. Heber is just, they have, we have the best doctors here, but my OBGYN, I remember I kept my six, I think it was my six or eight week appointment. And I went in there and he's like, you know, I had a miscarriage and, you know, he confirmed it and everything. And, and he just sat there with me for like 20 minutes and it was almost like a therapy session. I think he's a member of the church, but he was just like, you know, I'm so sorry you're going through this. And 
even though he had all these other patients, he acted like I was the only patient he had. And he just sat there and listened to me. And he told me something that I don't think I'll ever forget. He's like, I just, I don't know how you feel about this. I don't know what your beliefs are, but I know that you are going to see this baby again. And it was so sweet. And I, I think about that a lot. That's fantastic. That's pretty bold for a, a medical professional yeah. to go out on a limb and, and uh-huh. express his personal beliefs. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Okay. So you're pregnant now, you're going through this and it, it looks like this baby's going to go full term. Yeah. I mean, we were worried at first. I remember I told my father, not my father, my husband that I, it was the day before father's day and I couldn't wait. I found out I was pregnant that day and I made him a little father's day card. And he looks like, you know, I'm not a father, right? I'm like, I know. I just wanted to give you a card anyway. And he's like, but I'm not a father. I'm like, just open it. And there was a the pregnancy test in there. And <laughs> But like, we were so afraid to be excited. Like, okay, we're just going to be cautious. We won't get too excited in case it doesn't work out. And that was kind of sad. Like, cause I wanted to be excited about it, but I also like knew the possibility if it happened last time, it might not work. And so I just, I tried to be cautiously happy. And I remember with each doctor's appointment, I would get more excited, but it was, it was interesting just trying to let myself, you know, believe that this was going to happen. Yeah. That's so great. Okay. So now your, your uh, baby girl is born mm-hmm. and is, is there ever a moment in which you feel like okay, it, it's okay to be happy about this pregnancy. It's okay to be happy about my daughter. Yeah, of course. I don't know if there's a specific moment. Probably, I want to say our 20-week ultrasound okay. when we found out her gender. Um, that was actually interesting because we were trying to, this is probably off topic, but we were thinking about names. And I remember my husband who just looking on the ultrasound screen and he couldn't get the name Ella Ren out of his head and so it was interesting we, and we just felt so prompted that was to be our name and we started getting really excited about it after that and it felt real now like we had a name we could vision envision her yes oh that's a special moment yeah neat seeing seeing mm-hmm. time like that what would you say to people who have are, are going through an experience that you went through, what would you say to them? Um, It's okay to be sad because your feelings matter, but don't lose your faith. And I, and like, uh, just get rid of the whole concept. Like, oh, it's, you know, it's meant to be, or, you know, everything happens for a reason because I don't believe everything happens for a reason necessarily. I believe that something's just happened. And God allows these things to happen. And it doesn't always mean that there's this grand reason behind it, but um, I do know that something good will come of it though. I mean, for me, it really brought me closer to my heavenly father and it really gave me more um, compassion and understanding for other people. But you don't have, there's not always a reason for everything. Sometimes you just gotta be like, this happened and it's sad and it sucks, but um, I'm, I'm going to feel what I feel, but I'm going to allow myself to go forward and, and just do the best I can. Hmm. And also just really, um, accept help from those around you. Like, I'm so glad I did that because I, 
I, like I told you, I couldn't even, I didn't even want to leave my house and I people had to force me out of there and, but it was good. Was that difficult for you? Was it helpful? Was it difficult? Yeah. Accept help from others. Yeah. Because I just wanted to wallow. I didn't want to do, I just wanted to have a good cry. And I think that can be important too, to do that. But I think for me, I just, I needed to be able to feel that I just needed to let other people help me because I mean, they obviously couldn't change the situation, but they could serve me. And I, it was just good to allow them to serve me. Hmm. Kind of a, a concluding thought. How has all of this brought you closer to your savior? Well, for, I think a long time, I didn't recognize just how encompassing the atonement is that really does cover everything. I used to think it just covered you know, our sins and our temptations and things like that. But it really does cover those in, those individual intimate trials we go through. Heavenly Father, um, Jesus Christ suffered for all our feelings, all our pains, and he understands what we're going through. And just through that experience, I was really able to um, feel close to him mm. and just understand um, his atonement in a new way and also understand gratitude in a new way that it's you, gratitude doesn't mean that everything's working out for you it doesn't mean that you have everything but that you recognize that there is always something to be grateful for and that heavenly father is always blessing you i i can't think of a better thing to close on those thoughts on gratitude thank you so much for sharing yeah. that You're welcome spending an evening with us and sharing that tender experience. I really appreciate it. Of course.